friends from Hawaii are the only ones who pronounce their T's. So let's say someone from California would go teapot, right? And you would say... Wait, what did you say? <laughs> teapot. Teapot? What? Oh, okay, she, she just ruined my theory because she didn't, she didn't pronounce that last T. No, yeah. I could, oh, teapot. <laughs> yeah. I, I couldn't understand what you... I was like, what is a teapot? us today is one of the sassiest people I have ever met in my life. A tap dancing queen, social media genius, and one of my favorite gals in the entire universe, all the way from Hawaii, it's Victoria Chang, everybody. Hello. Hi, my love. How are you? I am good. I feel like my hello just sounded really gross <laughs> well i mean the thing is I've, i'm i'm yeah. like a little bit tipsy on red wine right now because it's 11 o'clock oh, okay. here and what time is it there it is 11 51 a.m on, on a sunday on a sunday exactly so you're like having mm-hmm. a lazy morning in not getting up too much just yep i just have my spam egg and rice in front of me just even it's brunching with bradley i have to have food with me you know to make sure we're on vibe and aesthetics Obviously. and you know isn't spam is quite spam is quite a like typical Hawaii like cuisine? Yeah, right? yeah. So it's very popular here. Um, we love it. I know a lot of places don't love it as much, but Hawaii we defend it very fiercely because yeah. it's just it's kind of like a food staple in in our pantries. Um, but yeah, spam egg and rice with a little ketchup. Try that. It is delish. Sounds amazing. I'm jealous. <laughs> All I have, so obviously, like I said, it is 11 o'clock at night, so I don't have a brunch today, but I thought I'd let my special guest have the brunch because I'm always brunching on this podcast. And I have just got a um, lovely ripe banana with um, some peanut butter on that as well. So it's really, um, I just, I'm a big fan of um, like, just, I love banana milkshake and I love peanut butter. So I was like, mash them together and what do you got? A peanut butter banana. Yum. It is so Yum. good. I do, like I said, I also have a, a very large glass of Rioja in front of me as well because why the hell not? It's Sunday night here. So live my drink. <laughs> <laughs> do you know, do you ever drink do you drink red wine? I'm more okay, this is very basic, but i I feel like I'm more of a rose. Like rose is my go-to. Yeah. I you know, red, if I if I have to to rank them, it would be rose all day yeah and then white wine and then red really? i thought that i won't yeah i thought that i won't drink red i just if there are other options i will drink a white something lighter you know like a rosé or a white so a so that's interesting you say that because i love mm-hmm. i love red wine it's like probably my favorite drink ever i just i just something about it i just really love i know i get very, very mm-hmm. drunk on it sometimes um uh-huh. <laughs> we won't talk about it <laughs> but um yeah. <laughs> so something I started doing recently because I don't know how to make a good sangria is um is chilling my red wine. And I know some people think that's really weird and like a sin to do. But the reason I don't have red wine in the summer is because it's hot and like stuffy mm-hmm. and it just like you don't want a hot drink, like well not hot, but like a room temperature drink in like the heat of summer. 
So I've been chilling my red wine more recently and it's just, oh, just so refreshing. It still gives you that goodness of like all the like deep fruits and stuff of the red wine. So big fan. Definitely try it if you haven't. I mean, that I feel like I would be more likely to drink it like that because the idea of warm or just like not super cold red wine does sound like meh to me. Yeah. Oh. Um, so yeah, maybe that will maybe that will convert me to being a more red wine connoisseur. But have to give it a go, Victoria, and let me know what you I think. Know. Uh, <laughs> I know. The next time we're together, wine you know, probably in like I know point because America's uh, dying and UK's dying, and it's savage. isn't it crazy that like because you came to see me in LA right, like literally right before everything hit the fan literally a month before and, i was in america mm-hmm. a month, one month exactly before everything was really going downhill like yeah. scary stuff so nuts and I like disneyland I, just, I literally i can't believe that we were just roaming around disneyland it does not feel like this year it's it's just anyway we'll get we'll get more on to i want to talk a little bit how um me and victoria met a little bit later on because oh really really, actually i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna question you because i'm not sure if you remember the exact moment of the thing we spoke i remember okay good we'll get to that we'll get to that we'll get to that (laughs) you better (laughs) um but first things first how have you been spending your lockdown um i know that obviously in la as we just said um at the start of this year um and again we'll touch on that a little bit later on your move over there but um yeah i'm just I'm, I've been a really rubbish friend during lockdown. Just it, you think that you've got all this time in the world to like talk to people, and you just don't. You end up like filling Mm-mm. your time up. You're, it's almost like you're actively trying to fill up your time even more because you don't want to be sitting around. And to all of my friends that are listening to this, I do apologise for being a bad friend, and not applying ASAP Rocky, but <laughs> I do love you honestly. Um, but yeah, so how's lockdown been? What you've been up to? What's been um, keeping you going? Yeah. So yeah, I moved to LA last year um, and have been in LA up until, you know, everything was going on with COVID. And I decided that since I was able to work from home, you know, at my job that I have in LA, um, I was going to come home to quarantine and kind of deal with all of things that are going on at home in Hawaii because it just felt safer and I would be you know with my family and everything um versus alone in my apartment the whole time and I thought I was just going to be here for three weeks like I legit like didn't bring a lot of stuff didn't think it was going to be past three weeks and it is now July 12th um (laughs) (laughs) a little bit longer than you thought yeah but basically, since coming home, I have been working from home. So my, you know, my full-time job, I am a social media coordinator at a digital marketing agency in downtown LA. I so I am... That as well, just so everyone knows, she's a <laughs> pro of the pros. Um, and I am fortunate that I'm still able to work from home. Um, I'm working on Pacific time, so LA time. So I'm Hawaii is three hours behind so I'm waking up like 5 30 6 o'clock every day to start work at 6 30 a.m and so I work from 6 30 to 3 30 and then on top of my regular full-time job um that I've been doing since coming home uh I do social media management and consulting uh as my side you know my little side hustle which I'm actively working actually towards uh 
making that more of like a legit thing and hopefully going to be onboarding new clients and all that stuff. But um, I do a couple clients currently, which are more lifestyle clients, smaller business um, clients that, you know, navigating everything going on with COVID right now has been a big pivot as far as what needs that they need. So, or what they need, that sounded weird. Um, what they're, <laughs> I got what you what, mean, what, I got the sentiment. Yeah. Um, just like, you know, having to shift and pivot a little bit from what our normal standard uh, creative process, posting, all that stuff would be. So full-time job plus a couple clients that I'm working on on the side plus dealing with the pandemic and, yeah. you know, all of that stuff plus trying to, you know, get my, my side business more of like my real legit business has been a process this whole time. But I do think that the one positive thing is that because I have so much on my plate right now between regular full-time, my side clients, the business that I'm trying to grow and build um, and, you know, family stuff, dealing with pandemic stuff. Um, this time has allowed me to do the business stuff that I would not have been able to do if I was just still in LA doing the normal routine, you know? It sounds so, like, it sounds like you've actually really utilized your time well then. Like, I think the last time we spoke, you said that you, mm-hmm. felt, you felt almost that you were like more exhausted at this point than you were. Even totally. I think again, I'll say that like, I think a big part of it for me with the like, the time you've got is especially at this point as like things are starting to ease off a little bit. I don't, I don't know how things are in America, but like here things are starting to ease off a little bit. So it's almost like trying to cram everything in now so that you've like made use of your time rather than it just being right. just sat around. But what is America doing? Like, is it? Um, that's a whole crazy other conversation as far as like what mess it is right now. Um, I'm grateful that, we're or I'm that I'm in Hawaii because you know from the very beginning our numbers have been very good and lower on the lower end however because states have slowly been reopening just across the country prematurely reopening I will say that numbers have just become you know started to soar and I I I don't know the exact data like uh, as of today but I know a couple days ago like this past week they were saying there's over 3 million mm. cases in the U.S., um, which, like, you know, I I don't follow as deeply as I probably should, but I'm pretty sure, like, that is more than <laughs> some of the other countries yeah, that I mean, I th- have been very lo- serious with lockdown, you know? To be honest, I, d- I, think, I think we're in pretty much the same boat as America when it comes to, really? like, yeah, in, I think you guys, the thing is, scale does come into it with America, like, right. you're a much bigger country, you've got a lot more people, um, but I think the way that our political systems are handling, again, I don't want to be, this isn't a political podcast, so I don't want to get political about it, <laughs> but still, it's interesting to know that, like, numbers have started to sort. We've not seen that yet, we've basically just started to gradually um reopen things over the last month Mm -hmm. and we've not seen that soar in um in numbers yet but surely the disease is as contagious as it is we should see a like a rise very shortly but i mean who knows who knows what's gonna happen yeah 
I mean, I I am not seeing firsthand just how bad it is on the mainland. And I know LA right now is really bad. So more so I'm like glad that I'm here versus in LA right now. I mean, the best, the, the most important thing is that you're safe. I'm safe. Like, I, I, mm-hmm. I, I'm very grateful that I haven't had any of my personal friends and family affected by mm-hmm. the disease or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's just about keep. Uh, we both, we're both very much about producing content and about bringing happiness to people's lives. And I think that's right. all we can be doing right now: just staying positive, keeping on top of. Um, things making sure that our mental health is intact and just oh my gosh making the most of our lives as we can just the last couple like this whole summer I think on top of COVID and the pandemic and everything else going on you know America specifically has just like the problem that we're having with the continued abuse of power and systemic racism in our country and that it has become like a global thing like other countries have gotten involved because it is such a real and important rooted issue that is so important that we cannot ignore anymore so it just feels like 2020 as just a whole you know it's like what what I guess what I'm trying to get at is we started off every it feels like every month there is something monumental that has happened whether it was tragic and horrible which there has been horrible events that have taken place yeah. um, with, you know, deaths in the beginning of the year, Kobe Bryant, yeah, everybody else in that helicopter. I came out, um, I thought that was going to be the biggest thing that happened this year. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't the case. Was it? <laughs> I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. Um, but, you know, like, like, just, like, it just feels like 2020 continues to get, who knows what's going to happen in August. Literally. And, like, you know what I mean? Like, it just feels like this pandemic has this umbrella of things going on of like of like ever rising tension like just constant suspense Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i just want to like click the stop button and remove the dvd at this point and be like we're done (laughs) it's fine right let's let's not dwell on let's not dwell on okay it feels like we got a bit deep too quickly there so let's take a step (gasps) back into the past Mm -hmm. how many how many has it been now I was a senior in high school. Uh, no, what am I talking about? High school. No, school. Uh, college. <laughs> Victoria's a 17-year-old gal. <laughs> oh my God, can I be 17 again? I would literally, love that. Literally. Like, I would love to be 17. I literally say that to everybody. I'm like, I would be 17 again in a heartbeat because 17, you can, you're old enough to drive and do things by yourself and like, you know, whatever, but you're still a minor. <laughs> so you know don't have a minor in um, speech speech marks you know minor still do the crazy we still do the crazy things that are right that are non-minor well, sorry <laughs> but yeah so obviously uh or not obviously nobody knows this but victoria and i met while um she was in london London town um <laughs> you're studying on a study abroad program and yeah do you want to tell us a bit mm-hmm. about your well actually first before you get into that I want to uh-huh. hear how we met I want to see remember. <laughs> um the first conversation that we had we sat outside of the bar on campus yeah on the bench talking about and this is actually perfect timing with 
the release of it, um, we literally talked for hours about Hamilton. <laughs> literally hours. And then we went back to my apartment and was like singing Hamilton, my friend. He was with us. He was with us. Not just Caitlin and Maya. And I, I have snaps saved still of us drunkenly singing Hamilton and you opening your drawer, showing us like your drawer full of carlings or something. And... <laughs> Strong by guys, not Carling. Oh, sorry. I'm so sorry. I liked Carlings. <laughs> I remember I, I had Carlings. Um, yeah, no, and I just remember us. Well, I remember Caitlin being like, Victoria, oh my gosh, my flat rep is so cool. I think you and him would really hit it off. So uh-huh. she introduced me to introduced me to you. Well, because like I think at that point she knew that you were super into theater and all that stuff too. Yeah. And this year had already known me enough to know that I obviously was like a fucking sorry I don't know if we're swearing or not on this You're not um, so then we, I just remember sitting on the bench outside of that bar, what is it called the, the union bar the, yeah the union bar and literally just sitting there with you for hours like hours talking literally. about um, and meanwhile I know like everybody's like meeting and talking to all the guys and everything else and you and I are just like cackling literally. and and the whole night was just Hamilton it was great and that was like I feel like it wasn't even like a big buzz here yet so I was like so on the oh my god like I'm the first person in the UK that knows about Hamilton (laughs) but you know but what did Mm -hmm. you you, on that note what did you firstly thank you for remembering because that means a lot to me I knew you would obviously but still (laughs) but what did you think of the I know you've seen Um, it you've seen it twice I I watched it I actually just watched it last night nice um and um that was my third time watching it oh my god but i so when i was with you in london in 2016 that's when i kind of was the crazy hamilton fan yeah you know that was same with me Mm -hmm. i was that was my moment yeah that was yeah that was like my moment of hamilton everything listening to that nonstop on spotify whatever um, and then as the years passed and it kind of died down a little bit, I was obviously like aware of it still and everything. And I w- just recently went to New York last Thanksgiving time and walked by the theater and everything like that. But I just didn't feel like I wanted to watch it live because I knew that if I wanted, if I was going to pay that amount of money to see it live, I would want, I would only pay that price for to see the original cast only because 100% agree yeah like only because like for me like I'm sure the cast that's on Broadway now is phenomenal and they're like would make me feel and cry and everything just the same yeah but for me like because I had the peak of my Hamilton obsession was still when the original cast was performing yeah that for me to pay that price because of my obsession at the time it would be an obsession um it would be it would only make sense for me to see at that point what was how much is is like a good price a a good seat for hamilton and broadway because in the uk for like a good seat it's like 200 pounds ticket i um don't know what the current broadway price would be i did not look 
but I do know that when it was the final performance of the original cast, I know like the last row or something was something absurd of like up to a, a thousand plus dollars. Yeah, and people would pay it if for like the nosebleed seats. And if it was me, I may or may not pay that just to see the original. But wow. you know, it's interesting I, because mm-hmm. I've I've I have seen it live in London, and um, I've actually got tickets to go and see it again. Well, I did have it for December, but they've postponed it now. Um, right. But I much preferred watching it on Disney Plus personally yes i love i i I think the reason for that is because i just connected so much with the original cast on the soundtrack like i i over listened to that soundtrack front to back for hours and hours and Mm -hmm. hours and hours and i think because i know it sounds a bit cheesy but because you and like everyone that we had such a good semester while you were here and that was like that was my peak in Hamilton like a couple of months before and probably the couple of months after you left like that six or seven months it was just my whole life was just like consuming right on track and I obviously like the there's so much going on in that story as well so I just you could with any musical theatre production or any any theatrical production in any um like on any platform you you do find yourself getting like attached to certain things and for me it was the cast so when I went and saw the show I was just a bit like I just felt a bit underwhelmed and I'm not I'm not slating their talent or like the like I'm I, I'm not I'm also like a theatre person so I fully understand that you can't Lin-Manuel Miranda's not going to play Hamilton in every city for the rest of his life right. happen. <laughs> on the other hand I really wanted to see that happen so when Disney Plus came around firstly I think the fact that they've made it so accessible like six pounds a month and you can well I don't know how much it is there for Disney Plus but it's six pounds it's about yeah so mm-hmm. it's just it's just oh it's so incredible and I honestly had, so chills. I had chills the entire time like yeah mm-hmm. I love her so much oh my god she is like a queen incredible. like how I think I think for people that love it they need to watch it more than one time because there there's are so many layers to Hamilton like there are so many layers and so many theories that people have been coming out with based off of watching it a couple of times and um I know for me like that's such like theater nerd stuff but I just I love discovering those layers yeah you know because I'm like even things things like um and like again like I don't know how valid these this is but like for the Skylar sisters, when um, Philip, okay, this is like a total spoiler for anyone that has not seen it yet. <laughs> so if you have not seen it and you want to watch it, don't listen to this part. But like when Philip passes away and uh, Eliza comes in and she has that black shawl, right? They said that she had just come from Peggy's funeral because Peggy died. And she doesn't, she doesn't appear anywhere, right? Oh my gosh, her face. <laughs> and another way that you, it is validates this. And they are only saying that because of the, like the historical real timeline of yeah. when the sisters passed. Um, but they're also saying, there's, there's, I mean, there's so much foreshadowing also in the whole show, right? right? Just in general. And even things like in the very opening number when, you know, the Skyler sisters turn around and say, I, me, I loved him. 
Peggy obviously didn't love him as like you know the way that Angelica and Eliza did. Yeah. But Peggy, Jasmine Cephas Jones, who plays Peggy, also plays Mark Reynolds. Right. So we assume at that point, because it's the start of the show, that that's Peggy up there because she's part of the sisters' trio. And mm-hmm. and then same with um, Lawrence, uh, Anthony Ramos who plays Lawrence and Philip. His line is, me, I died for him. Oh, I died for him, yeah. And... Oh, but Lawrence and Philip... (gasps) (laughs) And then... (laughs) And then... um, Hercules Mulligan and uh, Lafayette. And so the the two guys that played those characters, they also played James Madison and... Uh, Thomas Jefferson, right? Yeah. Their line in that opening sequence is, me, I fought with him. Or fought for him. Or fought with him or something, right? So, I th- I think it's fought with him. I but... think it's fought with him. Me, I fought with him. Me, yeah. Yeah. And so, Hercules Mulligan and Lafayette actually physically fought, like, side by side with him in the war, right? But the other but two. fought with him politically. Oh, my God. God, <laughs> mind blown! I was not expecting this at eleven twenty on Sunday night. Jeez, isn't that like, like little, little, little things like that? And watching it multiple times uncovers some of those layers. I think because as you watch it, you're hyper observant because you already know the base, and then Definitely. as you know the base, you know more and more. Like you can see the details. Oh, yeah, love it. I, I'm gonna. I'm, I mean, I know it's probably past midnight by the time we finish talking, but I'm still gonna watch Hamilton tonight because <laughs> I can and I will. <laughs> I, I we'll we'll come back to London a little bit later on because I wanna I wanna talk about like your traveling journey and blah 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 a bit later on. But before okay. we get to that, I want to talk about how fabulously sassy you are I feel like it's what? such a I thought I mean it's a good thing I'm not saying it in like a bad way I feel like I a know. Good way because I think you just I think one of the things that I was so like inspired by with you when we were living together well we, we weren't living together we basically were like I feel like oh, I was just always at your flat I just spent the entire it. semester with you that was literally <laughs> <laughs> what is it like when it comes to attitude towards life um, I think a lot of people can misinterpret sass. And I think some people abuse mm-hmm. the word sass as well. I think some people are not unnecessarily sassy. Um, but yeah, like if I fully embrace my sass, I think it would be like full force. I'd be like a powerhouse. I'd be able to like get any job I want. But I think like you've, you, you've done so many like amazing things. I think a lot of that is, is your attitude to life. But what like when it comes to your mentality towards things, your attitude towards like, um, your mental exactly. health. Around. Oh, okay. But wh- where does what what are your like key? I say that you're sassy, but there are other things that like um, that you like put at the forefront of your main behaviors. What are those? Um, I think so. Like first, touching upon like the sassy yeah. thing. Um, I love that you asked me that because so right now I'm in the transition right of building my uh side hustle business yeah. into more of a legitimate uh business thing <laughs> and uh I have my personal like Instagram slash blog sassy Victoria and I kind of merged the two because I feel like 
you know, you're going to get, if you work with me in a professional manner with my social media management consulting stuff, you're, you can hire a hundred people. Like, yeah. or you can, you know, there's a hundred people doing the same thing that I'm doing. Why do you want to work with me versus the next person? And I think a lot of it comes to the personable, like you, you work with someone because of them, you know? So with this, I'm really trying to sell not just my service offer, but me because the person behind that, the phone as well. Because, you know, like, like I said, like there's so many people doing the same exact thing. Why one person versus the next? Like you have to connect with that person as a person to want to work with them. And then their service offer, I feel like obviously has to be quality as well. But like, you know, it's just, that's why like I'm going to choose one person over the next. Anyways, so merging my blog and all that stuff with my business, um, I'm just going to read it to you because I wrote this. Yeah, uh, I don't know where the name staff of the Victoria stuck, but it definitely embodies the empowered, vivacious, determined, and driven woman I'm constantly working towards being. Merriam-Webster defines sassy as lively, distinctly smart, and stylish. And in choosing to bring some positivity to an adjective that can be taken negatively, I'm leaning into the positive parts of my dramatic, kind, intelligent, and sometimes cheeky self. Um, so kind of like the sassy is meant to encourage people to just practice self-worth and creative expression and authentically t- like speak as themselves and tap into their sassy nature, which is encouraging self-love and self-worth, you know? And I think and, you, what you, you said a really interesting thing there, that mm-hmm. it's, it's taking that negative connotation of the word sass and Mm -hmm. like twisting on its head and saying you know what we've all got this inside of us like this right this this is me sort of thing like it's it's a positive thing this is this is what a part of what embodies my personality and what brings Mm -hmm. me to the forefront and why you should work with me i mean miriam webster says it's lively distinctly smart and stylish so i'm gonna listen to miriam webster (laughs) (laughs) and it just you know like it's it's not meant to be sassy in the negative connotation it's meant to be sassy in the you know, I like to always say a little over the shoulder, like smize added to things. It's that little flavor of, (laughs) of the wink, you know, the wink to things. Yeah. So, um, that kind of, I, I, I feel like I try to lead with that, but also with a lot of empathy and, um, understanding and you touched upon, you know, like mental health for me is very, very important. I suffer from severe anxiety um, and it can be very debilitating. And so I know what it's like to have the lows and the highs and the things that you think, oh, I'm not worth it or, oh, this is stupid that I'm freaking out over this or, you know, whatever. And how can we support each other? And how can we continue to be kind? Because we don't know what the person next to us maybe going through you know we don't know if they have anxiety or they have something some other mental issues happening um so leading with that empathy and kindness and sass I feel like I am allowed to put forth positive you know always having good intentions yeah into things but always making sure that I am fully me in those intentions 
Does that even make sense? I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, no, 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 like, 100%, because I think it's so <laughs> easy, especially in, in the industry that you're in, that to like, to literally hide behind a camera and pretend to be someone you're not. That's not what, like, if you're not, if you're not being no. your true self and th- then you are a fraud artist, like it's not, there's, you're never going to be, I, I personally don't think even if you are successfully financial, successful financially, unless you are your true authentic self and you yeah. go through with that, you can never be happy. Like it's just something that's mm-hmm. going to happen. It sounds so cliche, but it literally is the truth. Yeah. Yeah. And just always keeping that in mind and always keeping the, the, like I, one thing I advocate um, also with some of my clients is like, you are like, your brand is obviously a hundred percent you. Yeah. Right. But you are not a hundred percent of your brand. That's interesting. it's so important to, of course, to give your all to your business or your brand or your podcast or, you know, your, your blog, whatever the case may be, but also to not let that become all consuming of who you are because you're not a hundred percent of it. And right. it's taking care of your mental state and your mental health to recognize, okay, I'm going to give my business, I'm going to give my blog, whatever the case may be, my brand, I'm going to give it my all but I'm also going to make sure that I am protecting myself, the parts, yeah. you know, the parts of myself that I know I can't, because if I give it, if I give it 120%, I give, I give it everything of me. I only, I'm identifying as my brand. Exactly. And I'm, I lose, you lose your identity, you lose, you lose authenticity because it's not you anymore. It's. And people are going to fall out of right. touch with that. People aren't stupid. People are going to see that that that's not a real person behind there and and like even the the shows like um like love island and um like the bachelor that sort of thing um where i mean i love it but still there's people there's so many people that i follow when they're on the show and then they come off the show and they get all these brand deals and they like are like getting loads of sponsors but i Unless they are genuine, I unfollow them because I'm not interested. I'm not interested in that fake, that fake person. I want to see a real right. person. I'm not going to connect right. to someone who's like faking it. I get, right. I get that it is all a business, but like you said, like what was that? What was the statement you said again? It was you. You're, you, your brand may be a hundred percent of you, but you are not a hundred percent of your brand. brand. It's so true. So true. I'm gonna get that tattooed. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> It's yeah, I and it's hard, and I I totally get how it it's it's a trigger thing because I struggle even to reconcile with that. Yeah. You know, it's so funny because I feel like I give all these tips to my clients or like my friends that are doing social media stuff or whatever, and I I don't even follow it myself sometimes because I just it's so hard to juggle a hundred million things and also yeah. treat my stuff as its own. Like I need I need a me to do my stuff you know like I need another reason but you've said to me recently like it's so important to if you are taking on like a creative endeavor or you're starting a business it's important to like separate like your personal like social like your personal insta and stuff to your like business stuff as well because that 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 I don't want to say unfortunately but there is like quite a sad part of the world now that 
we as much as we get to keep it as like a memory bank like an instagram we also are looking for likes and follows we'll be lying if we said we weren't like i mean if i don't get mm-hmm. a certain amount of likes in the picture a part of me is like oh why didn't that get as many likes as the last one like it's just a natural instinct that, that we go mm-hmm. through um mm-hmm. but yeah i mean i'm i'm just blabbing now but i basically am just saying that like it's important to maintain you inside of whatever you're doing yes and a hundred percent yeah because then you I feel like you lose yourself you know and you lose that self sense of self-worth and sense of like self-love honestly because you just identify as whatever your business is definitely I don't know what I'm saying I feel like I just <laughs> freaking yeah I don't know nobody listen to me okay I no, just, everyone listen to her she's an inspiring no. queen we love her I'm not Victoria. <laughs> <laughs> listen we're gonna oh. we're gonna take a little break and we'll be back shortly all right I have a very <laughs> Can you tell it's late here? <laughs> um I have a very random question to ask you. Okay, shoot. Um so can I confirm I'm that nervous. Can, well, can I confirm that you've got no pre-warning of this question? You don't have any idea. No. Nope. <laughs> so are you ready? No, I'm nervous. Okay. okay. Oh God, what go. are you gonna ask me? I think it's not. It's not gonna be. It's not as obvious as you think. Okay, here goes. Okay, Victoria, what is the weirdest thing you've ever done in front of the mirror? I don't know if you. <laughs> <laughs> it's up to you whether it's gonna go on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker. So. <laughs> She just, uh, was wondering. She just like she was just like gasped massively. I'm like, what do you think this was going on my Facebook? Like, <laughs> I knew she'd react like this. I the weirdest thing I've ever done in front of a mirror. <laughs> Practice. Um, it's not even that weird, but I've practiced, you know poses for photos i'm glad like you said for photos <laughs> what did you think i was gonna say i'm joking i'm joking <laughs> oh my goodness oh my i God, don't know <laughs> um for photos like facial expressions and stuff like that and i just feel like i mean it's not that weird but if i was a fly on the wall watching myself do that i'd be <laughs> like what is this human doing <laughs> literally i've yeah it's it's funny you say that because the the weirdest thing i've ever done is i i i know how to sing the 50 nifty united states which i know it's something that some american kids learn but um i won't do it right I now because it, it will take a while you didn't learn it <laughs> no well, it was oh. my friend Aaliyah who's probably listening to this and um yeah she just she was in my lived with me in my first year at uni and uh, she was telling me about like the 50 United States songs. So I went in my room, looked in the mirror for about an hour, just playing it again and again and again and again. And now I know all 50 United States. So, wow. Good party you trick, know, this I? is sad, but you might, you might know them better than I do. Probably, probably. <laughs> wow. Well, there we I'm go. impressed. I, yeah, I, I don't know it. 
I'm well, I'm glad I'm glad that whole conversation was a lot more PG thirteen than it could have been. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, back to brunch. How is your spam egg and rice? Um, it is pow. I am completed. Pow meaning. Do you remember what that means, Brad? It means done, right? Wow, very good. Yes. Thank you. We've got pow. We've got the kind. Which is the, the kind. Thing. The kind, it just kind of refers to like, it's like a, any, it, it can refer to anything, any person, any place, any situation. Yeah. So like, I'll be like, oh, remember we went to the kind last week? And like, you'll know what that, the kind reference because you went that. with me. But like, I, just, I just do not sound cool saying it at all. Though. I'm just like, oh, do you want to go to the kind? And <laughs> it doesn't sound good. These are Hawaii, like Hawaii classic phrases, by the way, for anyone that's wondering what the hell it's we're like talking pigeon. about. Just like, yeah, like pigeon slang and stuff. So we've local, got pal, local. the kind. Yeah. What other ones were there? There was... Those are just stuff that like would come out of my mouth, like just as, you know, natural. Yeah. You know, and I'm just, it's hard for me to just turn off some of those. Um, Hawaii like how, I, how, I, how I speak. Do you know what um, I find really odd is that Hawaii, that uh, out of like all of the Americans I've had the pleasure of meeting, love you all. Um, my <laughs> friends from Hawaii are the only ones who pronounce their T's. I've oh, mentioned, that I've mentioned that to you before, haven't I? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why. I just because like, let me think of yeah. a like if an American person like so let's say someone from California would go teapot, right? And you would say, "Wait, what did you say?" <laughs> teapot. Teapot. What? Oh, okay, she, she just ruined my theory because she didn't. She didn't pronounce that last T. No. Yeah. I could, oh, teapot. <laughs> yeah. I, I couldn't understand what. You, I was like, "What is a teapot?" I'm dying. <laughs> teapot. I'm like what? <laughs> yeah, we, I say like, but I say button. Button, not, the one that would have been a pair of Button. <laughs> Teapot. <laughs> so dumb. Um, um, mountain. I say mountain. I don't say mountain. It just is. It just like feels weird to me, and I'm like forcing mountain. Button. But it's weird. It's very. It's, it's weirdly a very British thing to pronounce your T's. So it's like odd that whereas the American, the American uh, dialects can be quite lazy when, when it doesn't pronounce like mm-hmm. some consonants where you should. Um, mm-hmm. God, this is a boring chat, isn't it? <laughs> still, like, do you pronounce Button your T's? <laughs> well, I do. I will say that one thing. I one huge thing I took away from took away from um, being in London was literally. I, my mom is always like, why do you say it like that now? And I'm like, I don't even notice that I say it that way. Literally. Versus literally. Or really? I, 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 I literally, I literally say literally. That's probably my fault because I say literally so much. Like it's one of my like most used words. I just, that's how I say it now. Like that's, that is my pr- pronunciation. That's so funny. <laughs> So, and I know that was from London. <laughs> Talking of London, let's go back to your journey London. to where you are now. Um, so you were studying um at the University of Hawaii, right? You've always well, actually, yeah. actually 
You've always been a mass mm-hmm. media theatre geek, like you've always done tap. And yeah, I, so take yeah. Us, I, take us from the beginning. Mm-hmm. What, where were your inspirations to that? Um, so I have been a performer basically since I was four years old. I did musical theatre, dance, tap. Oh, what am I saying? Dance is tap, or tap is dance. Okay, uh, <laughs> reverse all this. Um, I got what you meant. Yeah. Thank you. But, you know, like, I, I just grew up, like, dance in particular has always been my, like, the biggest passion yeah. um, within the performing arts world. Um, but I grew up doing shows, a bunch of community community theater productions, um, and was part of this really awesome children's performance troupe in Hawaii called The Shooting Stars. I was in that for five years, and we performed all across the, uh, the island. We even traveled to New York, and we were able to perform off-Broadway like in an off-Broadway theater, um, our big, you know, uh, oh my God, what is it called? I can't, my brain cannot think right now as a medley, like a medley. Okay. It was a medley. Yeah. Our performance. Anyways, that is not important. Like a showcase. Um, sort of. Yeah. But it was like in an off-Broadway theater, which is really cool. And we got to, yeah. you know, take a bunch of workshops and do audition, and, uh, audition workshops and dance workshops and vocal workshops and see a bunch of shows. Like it was, you know anyway so like I've always been very active in the performing arts world um and so when I graduated high school I I first went to St. Mary's College of California which is in Moraga California in the Bay Area in San, like San Francisco area yeah and I went there for a year it was really great I loved it I learned so much as far as independence and all that stuff and I really I think sparked my um love of or or it I recognize the need of wanting to learn in this independent space yeah versus you know growing up and living in Hawaii my whole life was that the first Um, time you had lived out of Hawaii by myself outside of Hawaii yeah Mm -hmm. wow that's quite a big move to be across seas like for the first time you've moved out I mean it's it's like crazy wait what to California? Well, that, yeah, when you went to San Francisco, it was the first time that you lived away from home and out of Hawaii, wasn't it? Right, yeah. And, like, I know a bunch of, you know, so many high school kids do that and go to college in other states and everything like that, but from Hawaii, for me anyways, it just felt very... I mean, I was literally crossing the ocean to go to the mainland. Yeah. Um, but it was really expensive, so I ended up coming back home to go to the University of Hawaii at Manoa, which is on Oahu, which is where I'm from. And um, the positive thing of me coming home was, one, it was way cheaper. Two, I got to save money because I was living at home. And when I came back, I was able to perform a bunch, which I wasn't really allowed to, or able to do when I was living in California for that first year. Yeah. And so I came back home, for, did four shows, I did two or semester these huge productions and community theater shows, which was the best decision, but also just crazy to do with like a full, you know, college load. Yeah. Um, and then junior year, I kind of took a break from doing so many shows and was doing it, um, internships and, you know, all this stuff. And then senior year, I studied abroad with you in London. It's my are. first semester. And then when I came home, um, worked, you know, did, did a part-time job, had an internship, 
was doing my thesis, all the stuff, um, but also missing the performance yeah. need in my life, you know. And it's uh, an instrument, performance and, is an instrument, isn't it? Like, if you stop doing it, like, you can fall out of touch yeah, as well. A thousand percent, a thousand percent. Um, so after I graduated, I kind of took some time because it was like the first time ever in my life that I didn't have a plan, kind of. Um, I took some time for myself and traveled for a whole month visiting friends. Um, was that when you visited me in Disney World? I think it might have been because it was right after I graduated. Um, I think so because I went to Japan. Yeah, oh no, that, that was the year before. In the summer. I think I saw you after I went to Japan with yeah, my family. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was in the fall. So it was like, I graduated. My brother and I both graduated. He graduated high school the same year I graduated college. And then we went to Japan as a family, like this huge trip. And then I went on a month-long trip for myself across the country. And, you know, we went to Disney World because you were working there at the time. Yeah. With your, um, the ambassador, is it, a, is it an ambassador Rep- program uh, or representative program? Rep- representative, sorry, yeah. Um, and then, um, how weird is it that you were, you were with, I know, you were with me when I got the first job interview and then you came and visited. I remember that. Really good. I yeah, that. I remember that. I traveled a bunch for the rest of the year. Okay, yeah, I basically traveled the rest of the, the year after I graduated college and then. St- slowly started to um try to figure out my life (laughs) um and was doing a bunch of like part-time jobs and whatever and then I started to perform a little bit more get back into performing um and was able to do three shows in 2018 yeah and was also working as a hostess and also starting work uh, doing social media with a small, really small agency here, which was a great experience. Um, and then I was really working on my resume and trying to hone in different skills that I had learned and acquire new skills. And in the beginning of 2019, I took a one way, I just went, booked a one way ticket to LA and networked with a bunch of people that I, you know, through, through different connections I had. Like I met with Marianne, yeah. who is your, I know, you know, um, through you and was able to pick her brain because she's amazing at social media as well um, and does social media for this really great um, lifestyle brand in LA. And um, just like with a bunch of people picking their brains, making connections, all that stuff. And I was booking my one-way ticket in like January or something like that being in LA for two weeks coming back home and then moving up uh at the end of April I just I like that I think a big part of like (laughs) your journey for me is like honestly just saying you know what like not overthinking I think you and me are both overthinkers as well but I think 100% but it's also a case of taking that step when it, it when you need to and just saying, you know what, what's the worst that could happen mm-hmm. here? Like, and just yes. taking, and because yes. those opportunities are only going to come that risk. Yeah, because it's, it's a calculated, at, at the end of the day, we're not stupid people. Like, it's a calculated risk. You know that at the end of the day, 
you if, if everything goes terribly wrong there's always going to be a way out like there has to be like there always right. has to be a way out. But right i'm just so like proud right. of you that of like everything that you've done so far and like everything that you've achieved it really is inspirational and amazing so i'm very proud of you but if you if you had a time machine Thank i'm gonna throw a I'm yeah. be careful here now if you had a time machine um and you could change anything would you and if you would what would you change it to career-wise or <laughs> anything um, would you would you like have stayed anything? in san francisco would you have like would you have never left know. hawaii the, the the bay area one is a good question i feel like things would be very very different if i had continued my studies in california yeah um because financially it would be a very different situation because tuition is like 60 grand uh, a year over there. Um, or it was, I don't know what it is now, but. Is that 60 grand for uh, the entire course? For the for one year. For one year? It's £240,000 <laughs> for a course. Is the course like your full degree? Uh, yeah. Okay, then yes. But what? that's that, that is that's just that's how it is here. That is the cost of a lot of schools and institutions, like especially private ones. Jeez, mental. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, would you? So would you? That's, would you change anything? Or, or I think. Um, okay, I'm gonna do answer this in a two part answer. Of course. I think I would love to see what would have happened if I did stick with. St. Mary's because I do, I do feel like everything about my life would have would be different you know my opportunities would be different my financial situation would be different um where I'm probably living currently would be different because I would have had made I would have made connections in, in the San Francisco Bay Area and probably stayed end up staying there yeah um but my a second part, which I think you'll find funny and more of a um interesting answer. Okay. <laughs> is that <laughs> um I think I would not have dated this guy I dated my senior my last semester of um my senior year of college. Only because, and I only bring him up because I just, I found a photo of me and him recently, which I just think is really funny looking back at it. Um, it was a photo that like Lily took. Uh, we were, it was a candid. So it's, it, I don't know. Anyways, I've I found not, it. I'm I don't like, think I ever saw a picture of him. Maybe yes, I'll... you did. We are not mentioning names. <laughs> we're just. I know who but... it is. I've forgotten his name, but I know who it is. Okay, good. Yeah. Um well him only because <laughs> I feel like like I learned a lot from that experience with him but I do think my senior my last semester of senior year was so packed that I could have done without the boy yeah. on on my plate you know what I mean like I could have something different could have transpired if I didn't have the boy bucket being filled in yeah. you know because it was like if I wasn't at school in class working on my thesis at my internship at my part-time job as a barista 
or in rehearsal for you know one of the shows I was doing for my theater minor than I was with him <laughs> and he was so not worth it right and at the end he was definitely not worth it I learned a lot so no regret necessarily Never but, regrets. but I do feel like the like yeah if I had to go back in time and change one thing it would be that just because I feel like I would have done something different with that time or I would have had a different my focus wouldn't have been so consumed especially towards the end with how things ended with me and him I think the way you need to see that though is that you could have ended up finding someone else who could have taken you down a wrong path like as much as right. you've done a right path I'm such a believer in like fate and that like everything happens for a reason and I think yeah. like, that's why I shouldn't really ask the question of you at a time machine because I've just basically asked you to for- I've forced you to give me like an alternate life and then <laughs> alternate. I'm like don't do that <laughs> alternate ending but um do, did you ever did you ever living on um like an island that is as small as Oahu o- Oahu's the island right yeah I live on Oahu do, do you ever get like cabin fever living on Oahu or not yeah yeah island fever or cabin fever yeah totally I mean just because we're so isolated and this is just speaking on my experience you know from my perspective um I know a lot of other kids that that's why they want to move to the mainland you know because this is Hawaii is amazing and it's home and it's always going to be home but it's very for me it feels very uh sheltered and removed because we're so isolated um from a lot of things like even like take take covid right now right with everything going on like yes we're still affected by it but we're not um it you know our numbers are relatively amazing in comparison to the crazy stuff that's going on in other states yeah you know and uh and I'm not saying that it's better that we are isolated or worse that we're, you know, there's, it's not a better or worse situation. It's just like different. And I think because I'm born and raised here, like I appreciate it and I love it, but the experiences that I've been afforded from living in California for school. And now that I'm, you know, in California in LA, you know, currently quote unquote currently um, and also living in London for those three and a half months and having those experiences of of an environment and a and cultures that are outside of my island it's giving you, know, you that motivation to like step out of the box it's just, not... it gives you it gives you a perspective that is i think it just broadens your eyes and it broadens your perspective to people and cultures that hawaii is such a freaking like amazing melting pot of cultures you know oh, yeah but because for me, I feel like we're just here, like we're, we're in the middle of the ocean. Like I craved experiencing other parts and yeah. other cultures as well to broaden my perspective even more. And I cannot put a price on the experiences that I have been afforded from living on my own in California, from Definitely. living on my own in London and having the study abroad experience and and then on the other hand, if you hadn't, yeah. if you hadn't like lived in Hawaii for those years, you might not have appreciated that as much as you do now. So 
I guess that's the right. Part. But I think right. it's interesting because including myself, like people don't people do forget that Hawaii is a like set of small islands and that it's just this luxurious mm-hmm. like you don't you don't you really don't see you don't think about the fact that people actually real people live there and like until obviously I know you do because I'm friends with you but but like before, <laughs> before I met you and some of the other guys that were from Hawaii I you guys were the first people well actually I'd met a few others at uni beforehand but still before I actually met people who had lived there you completely remove yourself from the fact that this is actually a real place people live here um so it's quite interesting to hear how the experience the living experience is a little bit different as much as you can still appreciate how beautiful the island is i'm sure and how beautiful hawaii is right it's still it's still it's still a place that you live in and i mean i love where i live Mm -hmm. but i still get annoyed at at times and i still feel trapped right the village and the people that are surrounded with right like the mentalities etc etc yeah and i think that just goes for any place that people live in like there's always you love it but also there's things that come you know that are frustrating or that um it's just just the cost of being alive I guess I don't really know (laughs) what I'm saying Um, I mean we've been talking for quite a while now so it's all good we're like we're just like oh hi I'm 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 not I promise I'm not (laughs) no um (laughs) we're high on life (laughs) i'm just i'm a little sleepy yeah same um (laughs) anyways do you know what we'll take another very short break and we'll be back shortly with some more um victoria (laughs) I know you're going to mm-hmm. absolutely hate me for asking you this question um, <laughs> because you've already told me you don't want me to ask it. <laughs> but what is next for you? Like, um, I, <laughs> she's already laughing. She's like, I don't know this question. Um, I know no one really knows right now, like, what the hell's going on in the world because you never know. Like, it could be a meeting. We're in a pandemic. <laughs> yeah, literally. Dinosaurs. Like, I saw a video on TikTok earlier of this like weird alien thing flying in the sky above the ocean, and it was like, yeah. what the hell is that? It probably was. I like, am addicted to TikTok, by the way. I am oh addicted. My God, I know. I, I, I like just, TikTok holes are real. I yeah. I straight up avoided it for forever because I was like, what's this for? Like high school? I'm too old for this. Yeah, <laughs> I thought the same. And, and then I was like, maybe I should learn it for work, you know, so I can just be aware and keep abreast of, of you know, this very popular uh, social media app. And it spiraled into... <laughs> Hours of endless scrolling. I cannot get the fuck off of it. Like... <laughs> I just can't believe how much good content is on there. I'm like, I thought so many times about starting a TikTok account and then I'm like, I'm, I'm never going to be able to match some of the effort that some people put into this. But that's the thing, the creative, the thing, like I wrote a, um, I kind of had a little bit of a caption. I, I did a little post about it. Not like a full post about it, but I was like, I had a blurb about TikTok. And I was like, there's just this creativity to, to it that is not seen on other apps or other platforms Literally. that and like in a simplified so I like when I was first trying to figure it out I'm still not 
like making content for TikTok, I'm like, eh. like I'm I don't not. get it. I honestly don't get it. Like some of, my, some, of, some of my friends who are way less mm-hmm. tech savvy than me know how to use it like off by heart, and I'm like, I don't it's have a clue. Very, mm-hmm. Well, it's pretty user friendly, I think, once you are keyed into how to use it. But the best when I first was like trying to figure it out, um, I'm still trying to figure it out. But you know what I mean. Like when I was first like, what is this? The best way I could describe it to digest it was that it's a more detailed and complex Instagram story. Like it was the editing for it, the the time limit for it. Like it was just a way more complex Instagram story type of video or you know post content. Yeah. Um, and now I just think that if it doesn't fit in a TikTok, like, it's just hard for me to digest it. Any kind of content that is not, there's just, I don't even, I can't even talk about it. Like, it's just, there's just something about it that is just it's very so clever. It's very clever. Like, I get, <laughs> I, I get, I mean, I get bored um, of, oh, Siri just started talking to me. Siri. Um, <laughs> I, My theory is. British, by the way. Is it? Yeah. Let me that. let me play him for you. Hey Siri. Okay, he's not <laughs> talking. Play. <laughs> hey Siri, can you say something? Minute some Thordo sit amet consector already pissing it said do was with temp for incident boot laborate. I don't know what he just said. It's like Latin something. I'm, oh my god, I just scared myself because I've got a mirror here and I just wasn't moving out the corner of my head. <laughs> it was me. <laughs> That's when you know you're getting tired. Um, what were we talking about? How did we go from TikTok to <laughs> British? People listening to this podcast are going to be like, what? where are these two on? Um, we were talking about, well, I know we went off into the TikTok thing, but I think we wrote about that enough. What, um, <laughs> what, what do you want to do next for your life, Victoria? Oh, that's the question. I forgot. Um, yeah. You tried to bypass it, didn't you? No, I, I genuinely forgot because I got distracted by TikTok. Um, um, <laughs> always. Um, what's next? Well, I'm going to be going back up to LA next month to move yes. out of my apartment <laughs> um, because, you know, with everything going on, I just, my lease is up, all that stuff. Um, other than that, I've been working, like I said before, on my, you know, my social media management yeah. consulting business, which I'm really excited about. So I'm hoping that some stuff will be happening with that very soon. Um, and, you know, just trying right now, I just feel like I'm trying to keep afloat. Yeah. Um, my plate just feels very full, like constantly feels very full. And so I think my next steps are learning how to better manage all of that with, you know, in the midst of what we're all dealing with and like, you know, people obviously are, have more on their plates than I do and are going through way more than I may be going through as well. And, um, you know, so it's kind of like for me to keep that in mind too. And one thing that, uh, I learned in therapy, (laughs) uh, the other week was that 
to tell it was to tell myself you know I'm choosing this for now like I'm choosing this full plate for now because I know once the plate is empty or completed or you know whatever the case may be then I'll have another plate and I'm going to be choosing that for now or you know it's just like we're all in transit we're, we're everything's, everything's temporary right like it's like yeah nothing, nothing is permanent nothing's set in stone you can change right. you're in charge of that oh we're, and we're on the journey to it like right you know like this podcast you know you're in the first steps to it or you know the middle steps to it yeah. and the journey is so long still you know and so there's i'm choosing to do th- i'm choosing these steps right now on on this journey and then tomorrow you're choosing the next steps on this journey. And, you know, it's just keeping that in mind when there are some tough, there, when there are tougher days than easier days, you know, where you're like, Definitely. life is great. And life is, because, <laughs> you know, it's, sometimes it's just not. No, and so. And, and, and that's fine, right? Like, that's, that's the way that's it is. that's fine. Yeah. But I think her telling me to say that mantra to myself when I was overwhelmed or anxious or frustrated with you know anything on my plate it was you're choosing this for now like you will get through this and this is a this is a moment on the journey that you are choosing and you will get through to the next thing that you're going to choose the next day um that's how I'm taking it anyways you know everybody obviously people can take things Life, I love but... that. I love that. It's it's such wow. it's so true. Like right now, we just have to take everything day by day, and just see where life takes us. I think. Yeah, totally. I I do have a final question for you in this podcast. Uh, okay. This is something I ask everyone. So don't worry, it's really nice and chill. Okay. Um, have you ever been naked in public? No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Oh <laughs> I'm joking. wow. <laughs> <laughs> we'll say that for another wrong. time. Um, <laughs> um, no, I was just going to ask you if you could be brunching anywhere else in the world right now. Where would it be? Oh. Uh, um. I would love to be brunching in New York City with you in person. Oh. Um, at some nice, fancy, like, Tiffany's-esque type of brunch cafe, you know? Yes. That would 100%. be fun. Post-COVID, of course, but... Yeah, New York's a bit of a dead zone right now. We're not gonna, we're not gonna go there. It's I feel like it's a little better. I feel like it's gotten better. I truthfully, like, I feel like I should be better and keep more abreast of everything going on. But I do think New York has been better than it used than it was previously. Again, don't quote me. I yeah. am not. <laughs> I am not a person to get actual facts from when it comes to the world. I love it. Oh, well, uh, let's let's make it happen as soon as we can. New York brunch, like yeah. in some bougie like hotel. Bougie ass. yes, and oh. take photos. Yes, and then we'll go oh, up yeah. to our suite with our hot tub in the suite and take mm-hmm. like a hundred <laughs> in there too, in like seventy outfits. Like she's Victoria's the only person I could shamelessly <laughs> take three outfit changes to Disneyland in. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> he straight up went, I'm going to go bathroom and change. And they came back with the, the whole shorts and everything. The shortest and... shorts in the entire, like, fluorescent rainbow shortest shorts you've ever seen. Also, like. also, Bradley's the only person I've gone to Disneyland with. <laughs> well, Allow me to run across. Oh, my God. <laughs> Allow me to run across the park to get Ellen a lotte <laughs> There's a link to the vlog where you can see that exact <laughs> moment in the description for this podcast. Oh, my goodness. Jeez, Louise. I literally said I literally said to myself I'm going to watch that as soon as I'm off to school with you <laughs> love it <laughs> oh my god funny 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 anyways we've had an absolute blast with our brunch today yes. thank you so much for coming on and chatting thank and being you. open and honest and spreading your light and being the amazing human you are that I love every Aww. single day of my life um but yeah thank you so much for coming victoria i really appreciate it thanks of course, thank you for no having me no of course i can't wait to brunch with you again victoria do you uh, have any social medias that you want to advertise that you want to promote promote they're all going to be in the description anyway but what's your socials oh yeah so my instagram is sassy victoria with two a's at the end <laughs> um <laughs> but no go and follow all of victoria's um social and um yeah she's amazing she's such a joy. i love her um Aww. but yes this has been a another episode of brunching with bradley you can come and brunch with me every wednesday and sunday 11 a.m you can be a fly on the wall why the hell wouldn't you want to be that grab your favorite brunch dish grab a cheeky mimosa or a red wine in my case and come and join me but thank Thank you everyone for coming to brunch with me and Victoria today. It's been an absolute pleasure and keep on brunch. Thanks guys. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Yay. My bye sounded like. Bye. Bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>